Hello, friends, and welcome to the 360 Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Brahim, and today my conversation is going to be with a friend of mine by the name of Mark Bowie. Now, Mark has been an originator for uh, well over a decade now out of Orange County, California. He works for Fairway Independent Mortgage. And um, Mark is a, a friend and a client who I've known for quite some time, and I've seen him really grow and evolve. And one of the things that we're going to talk about today is a very inspiring story that I think will give a lot of hope and inspiration to you as the listener surrounding Mark's trepidation and fear around speaking in public and being on camera um, and putting himself out there. As I say that, I want to make sure that you understand that this is somebody who has over 75,000 followers on his Instagram account. So he has overcome that fear in a massive way. He's done some amazing work. He has a fascinating story and some amazing suggestions as to how to really get started with being a content creator, um, how to really know and understand how to build a base of followers and how to turn those followers into loans. Uh, Mark also has a tremendous interest in investing in real estate. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, so it will be really fun for me to share Mark with you and for you to get to know him a little bit better. And before we go into the interview with Mark, I want to remind you to please subscribe to the 360 Experience on your favorite uh, podcast channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, it would be really great if you could make a comment. If you're watching this on Spotify or or Apple Podcasts, uh, a like would be really great. Uh, those types of things really help the show because it helps me get more and more uh, high quality guests for you and continue to bring them into this platform. Uh, we so appreciate, I so appreciate, and my team so appreciates you listening to the show. Thank you for making it all possible because without listeners, we wouldn't be able to do this. Uh, secondarily, I want to make sure that you check out the show notes to this episode because uh, we have a link in there that can take you to some of the post-coaching debriefs from previous episodes. We want you to check that out. And uh, without further ado, my conversation with Mark Bowie. What's up, Mark? What's going on, brother? How are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. Good morning. And uh, it's great to be with you. I'm excited to to just see where this goes, to have a, a great conversation with you and to, you know, teach together and explore together and all of it. Um, you know, I, we always want to just get started with a little bit of a background so people can understand you know, how long you've been in the business for, and maybe you could talk about what your production numbers were and say 19 and 20 to give people a feel for that. I mean, you know, 21 was a great year. 22 was a tougher year. 23 is off to a slower start. I mean, so let's, let's kind of anchor into, you know, what was normal for you pre, um, you know, huge spike in interest rates. So everybody can get a little feel for that as well. Yeah, man. Um, so I've been lending since, 1999, uh, got into the business doing 125 loans. So I'm excited to see that consolidation loans come back here. Uh, like 2019, I think my production was closer to like 55 million, 2020, 75. So I kind of float around there a little bit. I'm not a massive producer by any means, but I don't stress out too much either. Yeah, now, how many units does that represent? Like in, when you did seventy-five million, just give us perspective on that. Uh, that's probably closer to one hundred. Two hundred, you say? One hundred. 
100. Okay. So you're yeah. doing, you were doing about, you know, roughly nine deals a month in, in, mm -hmm. in your, in your better years. Is that right? Yep. But you're also, but you also had originators that worked underneath you, correct? In your branch? Um, not, I mean, I have originators. I have, uh, right now I have two, um, and then they're self-source. I got a couple of LOAs on my team, my immediate team. Got it. Now you say you're not a massive originator, but one of the areas that we're going to want to dive into here in a few minutes is social media marketing, because you've been doing a lot of that and learning and growing and developing and tweaking and adjusting. And I want to, I want to go into detail about that topic because my sense is, and I've told you this before that, um, when we have a nice drop in rates, which, you know, we're recording this in May of 2023, uh, I, I do believe that's forthcoming. When we do have a large drop in rates, I, I think you're going to be a huge beneficiary of that because you have a lot of lines out in the water that are with, you know, with baited hooks, so to speak. Um, let's, let's go there. Let's talk about the, you know, the war chest of followers that you've built up. How many, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Let's start there. Uh, close to 75,000 followers right now. And you started doing that, what, about a year and three months ago, if I recall, like January of 22, is that right? Yep, you're, you're, you're right about that. I think my first post is December 30th of 21. So I threw one out and then the, the beginning of 2022, I just ran super hard, stayed very, very consistent with that. Um, but yeah, it started out with, 400 followers on my, on my IG page. And then what, what other platforms are you on other than Instagram? I have a TikTok account. I'm not super active there. Uh, we try to repurpose some content on TikTok, but like, I'm not on it engaging the same way that I am on, on, uh, on IG. And then I have a Facebook account too. It's been there for, for years. Um, I just use it to communicate with like some of the people that are super close. But my main focus is on Instagram. Now, let, let me let me ask this question. So you've got seventy five thousand followers on Instagram. Um, what are some of the things that you think you did that resulted in that number climbing so considerably? Because correct me if I'm wrong, you were in that neighborhood of roughly seventy five thousand followers by summer, late summer of 2022, which is only about eight months into doing the whole Instagram thing. I mean, you, you rose like a hockey stick. I remember one day you and I were on the phone and you had said to me, you're like, have you looked at, I mean, you're such a humble guy. So like the way you said it was really cool. You're like, um, I don't know, like, have you, have you looked at my Instagram uh, page lately? And I'm like, no, I, I haven't. And you go, you may want to look just to see, like you were so cool and humble about it. I looked and it was like 74,000. I was like, holy shit, what happened here? So yeah. tell us about how it exploded so, so quickly, man. Yeah. Um, going, going into social media, like I really wanted to drive value. I, I had, I had one goal, right? My, and my one goal was to get to the consumer first before real estate agents, before financial advisors. And I felt that if I can influence people through all the things that I've learned, you know, from guys like you and from Leadership 360 and the people around me, um, I can really buy a brain space, which is one of the things that you teach, Tim. So it's just delivering value every single time, like sharing, sharing tips and tricks uh, about home ownership, about different mortgage strategies. 
But I think the secret sauce for me is just being very consistent. You know, I work with uh, James, a social media uh, coach, and we were just very diligent about making sure I post four times a week. And that was what I focused on. Like, I didn't worry about two weeks down the road or, or a month down, down the road. I didn't even focus on how many followers I had. And I care about that. I just care about delivering good value and being consistent. Okay, so the consistency was key. I remember some of your early earliest posts, if I remember correctly, were uh, regarding um, uh, you know building like what's it called ADU AUIs ADUs yes yeah. ADUs. Yeah. Thank you. Boy, I really look like an idiot right now. So I remember that your first your first posts were about ADUs and 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 home rehabilitation loans and things like that. Um, and and then from there it it really started to evolve. So tell us a little bit about the evolution of your content. Like maybe you could take us back to the beginning. What was your original content intentions? We know that you wanted to be consistent four posts a week, um, but creating content as you and I have talked about is an art form. And, and I want to get into that too in a minute, but let's look first at the evolution of the content, where it began, where you're at now with it and where you think you're going. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> before I recorded my first real team, what, what I did was I went on sites such as answer the public, um, Google search, just to figure out like what first time home buyers were searching for. And if I can back up before that, um, I, I identified like what my avatar was like, right? My avatar was somebody between the age of 30 to 45 years old, first time home buyer bucket, um, single, married, maybe that have one or two kids. Um, and also like, I wanted to go after people who wanted to build a wealth through real estate because I'm into, you know, rehabbing properties and stuff. So after I identify who my target audience was, I then tried to identify like what topics are they searching for? So a really cool website, uh, is called answer the public. Um, you can go on there and type in like, for example, first time home buyer and it'll give you all the questions that are being asked right now by first-time home buyers. How much down payment do I need? Do I need to save up 20%? So I then drafted eight different topics and then 10 different, eight or 10 different subtopics around each category. So for example, down payment is one topic and then subtopic would be uh, 3% conventional versus 3.5% FHA. So that's how I first built my um, library of topics. And then, you know, I talk about like ADUs a lot. I talk about renovation loans a lot because I know that particular product and I've actually have used that product personally to build ADUs, to renovate properties. So I'm pretty passionate about that. Um, but the, it, it, it's funny, man, like the real that really popped off to him was one where I did um, the capture was how much home can you afford with a hundred thousand dollars salary? Super simple. And I, back then rate rates were at 4% or something like that. So on a hundred thousand dollars salary in California, you can qualify for like $700,000 in purchase price. And I posted that up and it just got a, a lot of steam, you know, people disagreeing with me, people agreeing with me, applauding, but we got a lot 
I got a lot of like negative comments from that post. And I think that was what propelled the, the page to so many followers. So that's interesting. You stirred up some controversy unintentionally, it sounds like, which went viral. And then all of a sudden, the amount of followers you had exploded. So let's, there's a lot of th questions that I want to ask you. And you said a lot of things there that I want to take a deeper look at. So um, let's just first start with that particular topic. Why do you think that your, uh, your lead in that you could buy a $700,000 house um, with $100,000 in income was so controversial? Were people saying that you were uh, being reckless and advising people to overextend themselves or? Oh, 100%. I, I, had, um, I had that type of comment. Um, <clears throat> people said stuff like, this guy doesn't even know what he's talking about. What about, um, he's not accounting for property taxes or homeowner's insurance. What about maintenance on the property? Um, if you listen to this guy, you're going to be house poor. Um, he's a fraud. Don't listen to a guy on social media dishing out financial advice, wearing a baseball cap. Like you name it, every negative comment that you can think of, man, it just, Tim, it poured in. And it happened like over over a very short period of time too. So I posted that reel, it did fine, it was normal. I got a, you know some thumbs up and some positive comments. And then a couple weeks later, that reel went viral. And then the barrage of like comments started to pour in. Some, like the majority of them negative, right? And you know me, man, like I don't like attention. I don't like, especially like negative attention too. And it just, it really messed with me. Um, I, I started questioning like, man, did I do my math right? Is it really 700,000 bucks? So I went back to look at the mortgage coach TCA that I built out. Like, yep, it's 45% DTI. You can qualify for this much house. And I had a lot of limiting beliefs around like whether or not I was doing the right thing. Um, I even told my social media guy, I'm like, I, you know, you got to take this real down. Like, I cannot deal with this emotionally right now because um, I was questioning where, whether or not I was a good originator and dishing out good advice to people. Wow, what a trippy story. So just to give uh, a little background that I'll have you corroborate, but um, I mean, it's quite amazing to me how active you are on social media and how good you are now on camera. I mean, your reels are outstanding. Uh, and me knowing you so well and knowing how introverted you used to be, although I think that you've, you're growing in that area, but how petrified, in fact, you have been to get up in front of your peers in the Leadership 360 family and, and speak in, in, a, in a public way, like teach, you know, provide suggestions, even, even get up and, and, and share or ask questions. It's, it's, it's a very intimidating thing for you. And I think that it's so inspiring that you have, have leaned into that fear a lot. And then yet at the same time in hearing that story, I was sitting here listening because I, I didn't quite know the depth of it. Um, I knew that it went viral. I knew that it was controversial, but I had never really connected the dots that that must have been an incredibly difficult period of time for you because like you're, you're definitely somebody who is a little bit gun shy about having negative publicity, any kind of publicity period, but especially negative publicity. I mean, I think we all are, but like, I, I bet you kind of wanted to crawl into a hole there for a short period of time, huh? 
Oh, 100%. I, um, that was, talk to, uh, if you talk to my social media team, like that was the, one of the worst weekends I have had in like years, man. I mean, it was just, I just wanted to like unplug, delete that reel, start fresh. I did not want any of that. And, um, it just, it just made me, I don't know, sick to my stomach for lack of a better phrase, but it was not a good feeling, you know? And you're right. I don't like, I don't like attention, especially like negative attention. So it was, it, it was pretty heavy on, on me. I but, mean, I think that, you know, the people that listen to this episode of the show are going to be really um, surprised when they go check out your Instagram feed, if they've not looked at it before to see somebody on camera that actually seems incredibly comfortable um, in your skin. And I, I really want to reflect that to you because I, I think that, um, you know, it, it may not be your internal experience sometimes, but you're actually naturally very good at it. But I think well, let me rephrase that. I think you've learned to be good at it. I mean, I think it's come from practice. And I think that that's something that, that is really inspiring to people who, because there are so many people that are afraid to be on camera. And, you know, as we were talking about in Austin, you know, a couple of weeks ago at the master's retreat, like, I think there's this general perception out there that like these gifted speakers, like a, a Tony Robbins or a Dr. Joe Dispenza or a Barry Habib or whoever, you know, Ryan Grant, that they're just naturally born that way. And, and it's, it's not that man. I mean, it's, it's about practicing. It's about really honing your craft and really understanding the importance of the little intricacies that make you successful as a presenter. And, you know, one of the things that, that I've been really thinking a lot about, and, and, and I haven't shared this with you. I want you to certainly comment on, on this and, and any of what I just said is it's, it's become very clear to me that, a major part of a loan originator's job description in this environment that we're in um, right now and probably indefinitely into the future because of the direction that technology has gone in is that you are a content creator. Like if you want to be good as an originator, which requires marketing yourself, you need to be a great content creator. And when you really look at it from that lens of being a content creator, now what we're talking about is the art of communication. We're talking about the art of structuring a presentation. We're talking about body language, tonality, pausing at the right times, voice inflection, all of these types of nuances that are so incredibly important to influencing people and standing out and developing a brand. So what do you, how do you feel about the importance that an originator needs to be a content creator right now? I think it's crucial. Um, I, I, I think you hit the nail right on the head, Tim, because we are our brand, right? And right now is probably one of the best times, in my opinion, to promote our brand for free. If you look back 10 years ago or, or even 20 years ago, if you want to have a 60-second commercial, you're paying a shitload of money to get it produced. You're paying a lot of money to get it aired, right? You're talking about thousands thousands and thousands of dollars each and tens of thousands of dollars each month, if not hundred, just to get a commercial out there. It can be you or you can hire somebody, but now you have the opportunity to create your own commercial for free. So I, I think I think originators that really understand this and are, are taking advantage of this are, are gonna have um, are gonna have a huge step up over the competition. And I think that an originator that is not 
um, kind of well get muted a, a little bit. So this morning I was talking to a, a real estate agent friend of mine. He's pretty active on social media too. His name is Nick, and uh, we have a mutual friend slash realtor who's also a good producer, Johnny, who is not active on social media. And we were talking about Johnny. I'm like, hey man, how's how's Johnny doing? Like, is he still doing deals? You know. Nick, Nick laughed a little bit and goes, yeah, man, Johnny does a lot of deals. He just, you can't tell because he's not on social media where all the eyes are at right now. Well, I want to go back before, uh, before I forget, I want to benchmark that because I want to talk about like, how does it translate to business? Cause I think that's a very important distinction. Um, there are a lot of people that you and I know that aren't active on social media that are doing 30 deals a month right now. So there's something to be said about that. But before we do, I just want to anchor back to something we were talking about a little while ago. So you're going through this shitty weekend, you know, and it's like, man, like I want to crawl into a hole and please take this down. And what did I get myself into? Then there must have been some transition point, right? Where you went or the like the paradigm shift and you went, oh, actually, this is good that I got this controversy out there because it's really helping me. Tell us about that and what, what awarenesses you had around that. Yeah. Um, Sosi actually really helped me out a, a lot. He goes, bro, um, all the negative comments that you're getting right now are most likely coming from people who don't even understand mortgages, which is true. And they're probably coming from people who can't even qualify for a mortgage loan. You know, maybe they're, he painted a picture for me, like maybe they're living with their parents in the Mideast, you know, or, or I'm sorry, the Midwest. And, you know, they're barely trying to hold two, a job together. Um, don't let that, don't let that, um, that type of individual, like just ruin your day or take you down or like just take away from, from what you're doing on social media, which is delivering value and teaching the community about home ownership. So I got it. I have Sosi to thank for, for that. He was tremendous. Yeah, I, I I think his ability to help you reframe that is was really important. I was I was listening um, a few months ago. I was walking on the beach in Costa Rica at Prieta. You know that beach well. Uh, just doing a beach walk, and I was listening to Joe Rogan and Lex Friedman. Uh, Joe was a guest on Lex's show, and Lex was asking him about the whole issue of like ivermectin and all the controversy that that came joe's way when he was speaking out and i want to be clear i'm not here to have a personal view on the vaccine or any of that kind of stuff i have my own beliefs and and i'm kind of neutral with all of it i, I think at this point but 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 when he was you know out there and really promoting some of these doctors that were on his show that were controversial and promoting ivermectin um he got crushed, man. I mean, CNN and, and, um, you know, all many of the major news outlets, you know, MSNBC, et cetera. I mean, they're, they're having, you know, huge, you know, articles on a daily basis, discrediting him, you know, on a, on a huge national level, way better than way bigger than anything that you or I have ever experienced. And, and Lex was asking him like, how did you deal with that? You know? And one of the things that he said was that he just really had to learn how to tune it out and how to stop looking at it. And that it was a really big lesson for him in having some mental discipline and some emotional 
um, maturity around the subject matter of, you know, what am I going to allow in the way of my intake into my consciousness that um, is healthy for me and not healthy for me? And he doubled down on his workouts. Um, I actually think that what he said was he started microdosing mushrooms too as a, as a, <laughs> means, of, as a means of coping with it. Uh, hey, whatever it takes, you know, yeah. I mean, it, but he, he utilized certain strategies like working on getting his endorphins going, you know, et cetera. Ice baths was another thing to really bring him into the present moment mm -hmm. because man, left to your own devices, you start reading all that kind of stuff. Um, you can go down some rabbit holes that can be incredibly unhealthy. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you had Sosi as your bro to help you through that. And I, I think you probably learned a lot from that experience too, right? I mean, is there any, is there any takeaways that you think you had from, from going through that? Yeah, man. Uh um, I, I learned a ton. Uh, first of all, negative, negative press, negative comment is good press, right? Good. It's good for the page. Um, and at the end of the day, like I learned how to better not let other people's comments, views on me impact me negatively. I've learned how to like what you said, how, how to just kind of separate myself from from all of that and just focus on what I need to do like there's going to be people that I gel with there's going to be people in the community that like what I like my videos like how I show up um, and there are going to be people that don't well hello friends and I hope that you're enjoying this episode of the 360 experience podcast to listen to the remainder of this episode please visit us at the loan atlas where you will also find the most comprehensive resource for mortgage professionals to build their practice, backed by the greatest faculty that's ever been assembled in the mortgage industry. Check us out at the link below or go to theloanatlas.com. Look forward to having you as a guest on our next episode of the 360 Experience Podcast.